0: Let's <laughs> go. Welcome to episode 16 of the Not-So-Silent Verbal podcast. This is episode 16, The Great Eight Hits Norman. Um, Initially, uh, this podcast will focus on Oklahoma recruiting, uh, but soon, uh, later this fall, uh, we'll be adding episodes covering the entire Big 12 and talking a little bit about national recruiting. Timestamps are provided in the information About the podcast if you want to skip ahead to a particular topic. Uh, This podcast will cover uh, OU's new commitment, uh, an update on the great eight, an update on OU's progress in 2023 recruiting, and finally projecting some of the big news uh, that will be occurring uh, in October in terms of commitments for 2022. So, thanks everyone for subscribing and listening. Let's get started. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Oh, you had a very productive uh, September in terms of recruiting, uh, but they only landed one new commitment, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But the progress made during September, I think, has set the stage for a very exciting October and November uh for sooner recruiting news which i think is going to lead up to uh, a very 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 good uh early signing day uh for 2022 and and in mid-december so let's talk about the the new verbal commitment um it's another skill player for the 2023 class um it's deandre moore from desert pines high school Sorry who used to attend Desert Pines uh, High School in the Vegas area, where he was a teammate of Javante Barnes, the running back recruit for 2022 that OU's in hot pursuit of. Um, He has since transferred to Los Alamitos High School, um, where he is now playing with Sooner Verbal quarterback for 2023, Malachi Nelson. And sooner wide receiver verbal for 2023, Makai Lemon. So that team now has uh, three sooner verbals on it Uh, a five star wide receiver uh, in Makai Lemon, a five star wide receiver in DeAndre Moore, and a five star running back, sorry, quarterback in Malachi Nelson. So expect to see lots of OU recruiting sites. Uh, watching uh, and, uh, and visiting Los Alamitos, California, over the next uh, 14 months uh, between now and hopefully when those three exciting players uh, sign with the Sooners. Moore um, uh, had a great visit to Norman for the barbecue based upon all the social media interaction. And, oh, you seem to grab a, a pretty big lead at that event based upon the the forecasts and the the crystal ball activity that was publicly put out on the various recruiting websites. Um, But in some of those public interviews, he seemed to indicate that he wasn't going to decide until the end of his um, junior year. So his verbal commitment is a little bit of a surprise. Kind of moved up his time frame because I think he he just knew he wanted to choose the Sooners. Um, Moore is a top 30 composite five-star, according to 247. He's uh, slightly lower ranked on rivals outside the top fifty. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I think that probably the, those rankings will balance out a little bit uh, as as they get adjusted more and more. Uh, Moore's junior film shows um, a quick, fast, powerful-framed wide receiver. Uh, he's about six foot one ninety, really solid frame. Um, he's turning short passes into long, big plays. And seems to have enough long speed to, to take the top off of any defense he sees. Um, since he's moved to Los Alamitos, uh, obviously there's a lot more coverage um, around those uh, those games because of all the Sooners involved. And uh, I've read some reports that indicate that Moore is also playing an outstanding uh, defensive back, uh, free safety spot. And it's looked just fantastic there as well. So there's a small chance um, I guess he could end up uh, sort of doing an athlete role and maybe uh, ending up at free safety. But I think he's definitely thinking that he's heading to Norman to be catching touchdown passes for Malachi Nelson. Uh, and it's just a, just another massive commitment for the Sooners. Uh, it gives OU seven verbal commitments um, for uh, 2023. Six of them are in the top 100. Four of them are top 100 players. Sorry, four of them are five-star players. Six of them are in the top 100. And the only guy um, outside of that is um, Joshua Bates, who probably really hasn't been evaluated uh, properly. He's just a a three-star right now. Um, OU is the number one class for 2023, uh, has a, a ranking far ahead of anybody close to them. Uh, Georgia's off to a really good start, too. They have six really uh, highly uh, ranked verbal commitments, but they don't have um, four, five stars and are are trailing OU significantly uh, in the rankings. So the OU 2023 class is, is, is off to this historic start for, the, uh, for OU in terms of recruiting. And, and as I'm going to talk about uh, in terms of some of the progress they made in September, it's, it's showing, showing no signs of stopping. So with the verbal commitment update uh, completed, let's, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to uh, an update on 2022's remaining targets. And now for something completely different. So for 2022 recruiting, OU currently finds themselves ranked 14th on rivals, 12th on 247 composite, and both of those rankings are based upon the full-team verbal commitments that OU has been stuck on uh, since, since this summer and since some of the wide receiver decommits. Where OU stands right now for 2022, they need to do some major work at offensive line and along the defensive line. In tracking OU's success this fall, Pretty much, it's going to be tied to their chances with eight uncommitted prospects that, for obvious reasons, I'll just call the great eight. The great eight consists of Javante Barnes, uh, running back from Las Vegas. Uh, he's a top 100 player nationally and the only other running back out there with a with a sooner offer. OU has commits from Gavin Sawchuk and Relique Brown. Barnes is the third running back with a Sooner offer, and uh, I'll have an update on him uh, uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, He was not a player that visited Norman uh, in September. Uh, Devin Campbell, the offensive guard from Dallas, he's a five-star top 20 player by by rivals. Cam Dewberry, an offensive guard, offensive tackle, from the Houston area. He's also a five-star offensive lineman on rivals. Uh, Gabe Dindy Brownlow, a defensive lineman from Florida, five-star uh, composite on the 247 network. Gentry Williams, uh, an athlete cornerback from the Tulsa area, top 50, top 100, depending upon who's doing the rankings. Chris McClellan, uh, a defensive tackle for in the OU scheme, From Owasso. Uh, He's a top 100 player. And then to close out the group, you have two defensive and outside linebackers from Florida Kenyatta Jackson Jr., um, who's around rankings around seven, his rankings around in the 70s, and Marvin Jones Jr., um, defensive and outside linebacker from Florida, and his rankings are around uh, 70 although the new uh, On3 network has him ranked as a, as a five-star player. So OU was able to get six of those players um, on campus um, for official or unofficial visits. Um, they were able to get Dewberry, uh, Dindy Brownlow, Gentry Williams, Marvin Jones Jr., and McClellan on campus for official visits. Uh, and then unofficially, McClellan uh revisited OU and Devin Campbell also came in um Barnes is still following a a schedule that didn't the fact he didn't visit in September um wasn't a big deal he's following a different schedule and I'll talk about that in a little bit uh the social media traffic from uh those weeks weekend visitors both unofficial and official indicate that the kids were extremely excited about watching OU in person um, it looks like overall, OU made the biggest moves with um, Campbell, uh, duberry and McClellan, um, while holding their uh, status as in, in the one in the top two uh, uh, for uh, Gabe and Gentry uh, for Gabe, Gabe uh, Gabriel Dindy Brownlow and Gentry Williams. Um, the only setback in September was Kenyatta Jackson Jr. decided to not visit for either the Nebraska or the West Virginia games. Um, he was previously had talked on uh, previously had talked about trying to trying to come in for one of those two games. There's no confirmation on social media from KJJ right now about a return visit in October or November. So it's hard to know where OU is. Where OU status is with KJJ, OU is fighting both Alabama and Texas, and sorry, and Ohio State uh, for his signature. So um, the competition is 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 pretty tough. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. did visit officially. Uh, he's a harder prospect to evaluate in terms of OU's probability to sign him, due to his uh, FSU legacy. His dad, Marvin Jones, Jr., was a middle linebacker, All-American at FSU. He was a first-round pick for the New York Jets. Ironically enough, Marvin Jones was recruited by Gary Gibbs and John Blake back in 1990. And um, he allegedly verbaled to OU briefly before ending up choosing the, the FSU Seminoles to To play, uh, to play for, considering the state of the two programs in 1990, it's it's hard to really blame Marvin uh, Marvin's dad for choosing FSU. So most had assumed that Marvin was going to follow his dad's legacy and head to FSU. Um, but FSU's having just a terrible season on back of several terrible seasons. Um, they just beat. Uh, Syracuse in a in a tightly fought game, but they're they're staring something like four and eight, three and nine, um, maybe five and seven as a as a, as a as a result for this season. And there's no clear sign that that Mike Norvell has has FSU heading in the right direction. So it's thrown off a little bit everyone's perception um, of his recruiting. And whether other schools really have a chance or not, he's also interested in Alabama. Also, has mentioned Clemson and Ohio State. So OU is, is has two prospects that they want. They like. If they can get one of them, it'd be ideal. Um, and they're sort of stuck in this three-way battle with Ohio State, Bama. For these two players, Ohio State and Bama also tracking other top um, D-line that OU's not interested in, Uh, our old friend uh, Amari Abor, um, for instance, and there's also a Philadelphia area outside linebacker uh, called Anae White who um, both Bama and Ohio State and Georgia seem to be tracking. So OU seem to have a great visit. Based upon the social media interaction, um, he seemed to have clicked heavily with Derek Moore, the OU verbal from Maryland, who was in town that weekend as well. They seemed to have buddied up based upon some of the photos and social media posts they did. So that that can't hurt. Um, But it's not, I wouldn't say right now I have a clear view of whether OU is going to be a finalist for Marvin. And I, I don't really have a time frame on him. The other positive news outside of the of the grade eight, as I discussed in terms of 2022, is OU got return visits from Derek Moore, I just mentioned, the Maryland uh, defensive end verbal, who's having a fantastic senior year. And Relique Brown came in for his official visit, and it finally seems to have quelled some of the uh, belief that he was gonna choose USC at the last minute over OU. Obviously, USC's meltdown isn't helping their recruiting. OU obviously has been with Brown for nearly four years. He came to a game, finally got to come to a game in person, and it seems like that's that's solidifying that decision with both of those key key players. Uh, Relique has been moved to five-star status on rivals um, in their last update. So that's the status on the grade eight. Um really OU needs to get somewhere in the range of five of these players ideally if they can get five of them uh that would be fantastic if we move that move that number up to six or seven then then things have just gone fantastic for the Sooners I'm not sure I can imagine a recruiting scenario where they get all eight but if that was to fall into their lap it would be just a fantastic haul of Uh, defensive line talent, um, defensive playmakers, along with uh, offensive playmakers and offensive line talent. So that's the status on 2022 uh, from the September visits OU had. OU had three weekends and really did a great job, very productive use of that weekend, of those weekends. And uh, I'm going to detail a little bit more what they got accomplished uh, in September in the next segment. Is your name? It is Arthur, King of the Britons. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Huh? I, I don't know that. <laughs> Who do you know so much about swallows? Well, you have to know these things when you're a king, you know. Moving on to the 2023 progress that OU was able to establish uh, with the key September visits that have just occurred. As I previously mentioned, OU stands at seven verbal commitments with the recent addition of DeAndre Moore. Uh, They have six top 100 players, four or five stars, and it's as good a start as anyone can remember OU making uh, since recruiting has entered sort of the modern era of, of of internet recruiting, tracking, you know, since the, about the year 2000, 2005 range, however you want to, whatever date you want to use. September was fantastic because OU was able to get a number of players that they'd previously had visited Norman back on campus for a game. So this is really important because now several of these kids have seen OU two or three times. Maybe some of them As four times since uh, the June recruiting period opened up and kids could get back on campus, so there are now about a dozen top 100 kids who have visited OU several times. Now they've attended a home game, so you could realistically put them on uh, on commitment watch next spring if they decide to attend the OU spring event. It would be like their third or fourth time on campus. They've seen a game. They've met with the coaches, OU's establishing a rapport with them. So presuming OU does a spring game event again um, next spring when things are, are back to basically normal, uh, OU set it up so they really could invite eight to ten guys who realistically uh, could be ready to pull the trigger and choose OU. So let's talk about the potential Five stars, current 5 stars guys that were on campus. We'll start with the biggest name, Lebius Overton, the number two player in the country, the best defensive lineman in the country from the Atlanta area. Uh, he was back in Norman. Uh, he visited for the barbecue. His dad, Milton, played offensive line protecting OU coach Cale Gundy's uh, when Cale was cubing OU during the Gibbs years. Milton seems in interviews much more interested in his kid maybe attending OU. Uh, maybe I'm reading into that something I wanna I wanna hear. But it it looks like OU has firmly placed themselves in this in this battle for for Lebias, which is doubtlessly going to include UGA, Clemson, and Alabama. They're not going anywhere, certainly not going anywhere for the, the number two defensive tackle in the country. Lebius is is like 6'4", 6'5", 260, 270, agile, powerful, dominating player. So there's, there's no chance OU is going to not have a massive fight on their hands for his verbal commitment. Caden Green, the Missouri area offensive tackle, was back for a game, and he's been a Norman several times. He was actually at the spring game this year. He's right around the top five offensive tackle recruiting range right now. Probably will end up being a five-star uh, on at least one service. And OU is, is definitely in his, his top two or three right now. That's what it appears to be. Um, five-star linebacker, Anthony Hill from Denton Ryan was on campus for a game. He's been a Norman three times um, in this space of about 45 days. Uh, Lincoln Riley attended one of his games recently. He's a dominating linebacker for us. If you combined him with Kobe McKenzie, uh, Kip Lewis, and 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 Danny Stutzman, you know you'd have the kind of linebacker group I think Brian Odom wants to put out in the field. Just true hitting, dominating linebackers. Then Deuce Robinson, uh, the tight end from Arizona, was also back on campus. He was at the barbecue. He's kind of flown a little bit under the radar in terms of, OU's level of his level of interest in OU, but he seems to be very interested in the Sooners. He's, uh, he plays at the same high school that uh, Spencer Rattler came from, Pinnacle High School in, in the Phoenix area. He's 6'6", 230. He's incredibly agile, fast. The comparisons to Kyle Kyle Pitts, the Florida tight end just drafted by the Falcons, are kind of flying around. He's moved up into the top 30 listings on at least one service. He's now the number one tight end, slightly ahead of Luke Haas, uh, the OU verbal commitment. I think OU should continue to recruit him. I think as a second, I think, if you added Luke Haas, uh, Deuce Robinson, uh, Jason Llewellyn and Caden Helms. That would be four tight ends that would w- transform the depth and playmaking of the Sooner tight end position, taking OU to a, to a place they haven't been perhaps since they had both Mark Andrews and, and, and Grant Calcaterra terrorizing secondaries. In addition, um, five-star players, but OU, but you know, currently verbally committed to OU, uh, Malachi Nelson and Makai Lemon from Los Alamitos came in for a game. Seems to be that solidifying their overall uh, connection to OU. They've now been to OU for the barbecue. Now they've come to a to a football game. Doubtlessly, OU will bring them in for events like the spring game next year. Just to just keep establishing those relationships, keep building those bonds. In addition, OU received uh, additional visits from other 2023 kids. Um, They're all four-star kids, highly ranked. Um, Trey Wisner, the top 100 running back from Texas, was on campus. He holds an OU running back offer. There's only about three or four kids out there that have them. Two um, DBs from the Dallas area, Peyton Bowen and Braxton Myers were back on campus for games. They've also been to Norman several times over the summer. They both seem to be really interested in the Sooners. In-state prospect, uh, Jacoby Johnson, who's now ranked in the top 100 uh, as an athlete. He was also on campus. Top 100 offensive guard from Odessa, Texas. Harris Sewell uh, came came into town for a game. He's also previously been to Norman at least once over the summer. Uh, another player who's been to Norman several times, uh, a national prospect, Jackson Howard, a defensive end, tight end prospect from Minnesota who seems very interested in OU. He's made several visits to, to, to Norman for, to, to when he when, when times have been available. Uh, Howard's in the 6'5", 250 range with excellent athleticism, um, he probably could end up in, in any number of positions, really, with his size and frame. Despite having OU, despite having an, you know three wide receiver, sorry, two wide receiver commits at this point, OU still recruiting other wide receivers and top 150 wide receiver Ashton Cozart from Texas was in town. Another big Offensive lineman from Missouri, uh, top 150 offensive tackle. Logan Reichert was in town, and Logan in his photos looks just massive. He He's listed at 6'7", 350, and he he certainly looked that big. He, he actually looked bigger than that, um, but not not like heavy bad. He just looked like a massive human being, kind of, Kind of, you know, maybe maybe he's really the mountain from Game of Thrones, uh, not Bryce Foster. Another DB from the Texas area, top uh, 200 kid, uh, Michael Harrison, pilot. He's kind of a safety cornerback, kind of a maybe a nickel for for OU. Uh, he's 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 got really good really good film. I can see OU keeping to recruit him. Keep on recruiting him. Sorry and then um another two another top 200 db from the tulsa area uh visiting uh micah tees younger brother of miles tees he's at booker t washington along with gentry williams they're they're good friends mike is off to a great junior year really making some 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 waves with his play so i would anticipate his recruiting Will be tougher than OU would probably would like, but OU's got such a huge advantage, especially if Gentry chooses OU uh, along with the family connections. So roughly, fifteen top prospects nationally and regionally took uh, came to came to Norman for an OU home game. They they did this on their own dime. OU couldn't bring them in officially. They're juniors. So OU can't bring them in for official visits until. Next spring, next summer, during that recruiting time period, so the fact that so many of them were willing to come in on their own dime, spend their own money, and you know, the game, the Nebraska game, had quite a bit of fanfare to it. But uh, overall, you know, it was it was pretty impressive to get that many top kids to to come in on their own dime and spend their own money with their family driving in or flying in uh, to visit Norman. So. OU's really had just a great September in terms of establishing uh, relationships uh, with more kids, top 100 kids, uh, for 2023. So that's the 2023 update. Let's talk about it in the next section. Uh, what's What I think is going to happen next. And finally, monsieur, a waffle-thin mint. So projecting what's going to happen next, OU has just played K-State and we are heading into the Texas week. UT is the host, so they can invite kids to the game, but that's about it. Since it is a neutral site, neither OU or UT can really host the kids like most schools can for, for games on their campus. Off-campus recruiting crew recruiting rules are very different, very restrictive, so it, it's not the world's biggest advantage. It gets played up sometimes as a big deal, and I'm just not really sure that it is. Um, still, UT will likely end up inviting a number of 2023 OU targets and a few of the remaining 2022 targets where OU and, and Texas still overlap. That takes us to the weekend of the ninth through the weekend of the 9th. On October 12th, Gabe Dindy Brownlow will make his decision commitment between OU and Texas A&M. I'm relatively sure this is going to be on CBS Sports Online, which has been lucky to OU as of late. Uh, OU got a number of their commitments for 2023 from uh, the kids uh, all the kids did the did the awards ceremony. Sorry, did the announcement ceremony hat thing online on CBS. So, OU's on a string of luck there. So that's 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 relatively good news for the Sooners. His parents were just visiting College Station this weekend, where they will move to next year for a ministry job uh, in Texas. Uh, while they were there that weekend, they apparently attended the Texas A&M Mississippi State game. I doubt they were really impressed by that performance, but you never know how recruits and, and parents will take a team losing uh, losing a game. They don't; it's not a, a surefire negative that we kind of, as fans, think it would be. Overall, every indication I'm getting seems to lean to OU in terms of his decision, but we'll see. He did just like I said; he just was on campus at College Station. Uh, He had a fantastic visit to OU a couple of weeks ago. There's been a rumor that he's been wanting to end this thing for about 30 days, has been floating around before he made those final visits to OU and A&M. Everything was sort of leaning to OU. We'll see, though. Uh, We won't have to wait long. More commitment date news. Um, Gentry Williams, the Tulsa Booker T cornerback athlete has also decided to make his commitment announcement in October. He's going on the 18th. It should come down to UF, uh, Florida, USC, and OU. I think there was at one point in time over the summer where USC had a lead. I think kind of the chaos at USC obviously has hurt them. In addition, I I just think OU has done a better job recruiting Gentry. He's felt more comfortable coming on campus. He's been to OU several times over the summer. He had a really good official visit from all social media posts and all all news coming out of that. And I think overall, I think he's more, I think there's a lot of family and there's a lot of family connections to OU that I think is going to put OU over the top. Uh, and, and and give them Gentry's signature, but UF is definitely uh, a late competitor in this in this battle. Uh, in other October in other October news, um, Gentry, sorry, Javante Barnes has completed his Bama visit. I know Sooner fans now are experiencing PTSD over Bama running back recruiting and stealing OU running back recruits. All I can tell you, this was Barnes' plan all along to visit Bama. Maybe take one more visit somewhere else. I'm not sure where that school, what school that would be. And then schedule his final visit to OU before secretly signing on the December signing day and then making his commitment public at the underarm game. Under armor game, sorry. Nothing has changed this process. This is this has all been laid out for about 30, 45 days. I think, in fact, John DeAndre Moore now publicly choosing OU only cre- increases the connections the Sooners have with Barnes. They've been recruiting him the longest, the most consistent. He's been a priority for OU. DeMarco Murray has been working him for about three, four years. So I, at this point, OU has not offered another running back. So until they actually offer another running back, I'm, I'm still thinking the Sooners are the favorite here. I, I got to admit, in early, early August, sorry, mid-August, there was a lot of rumblings that Javante was about to pull the trigger for OU. A lot of websites were running with articles that seemed to hint that that was just about to about to happen. Then he kind of backed off of it, but overall, there's there's nothing that indicates right now right now uh, that Bama has grabbed some huge lead on Javante Barnes. So, don't freak out over the fact he visited. He's just going through the plan that gives OU. The last visit and the last shot at him before he he makes his decision. As I mentioned before, grade eight member, Chris McClellan, the defensive tackle from Owasso. He visited Norman. He also visited UF in September for the Bama game. He, in October, it looks like he has one visit left and he could take a visit to Alabama. He seems to be getting closer to an answer. I think there's a good chance he takes that visit and then makes a public commitment between either OU, Florida, Bama, or maybe Ohio State, although the Buckeyes seem to be fading in his mind a little bit. I'm not quite sure why, but they were the favorite for for at least a couple of months, but they seem to be kind of fading. Uh, There's a chance, of course, Chris could cancel the Bama visit and not go and then make a decision. I'm not sure if there's what the connection between Gentry and McClellan uh, is. I don't know if that's a strong connection or if they're just friends who've they're good friends who've who've met, who've gone on visits together and made made a stronger friendship through that through this whole process. I don't get a sense as they're a package deal. But uh, it wouldn't be surprising if Gentry were to choose OU on the 18th that would help the Sooners um, get Chris McClellan's signature. Of the prospects, of the three people who may decide in in, in October, Gabe, Gentry, or McClellan, I'm I'm weakest on where I think McClellan is, is going. OU has two visit weekends in October. TCU the 16th and Texas Tech on the 30th. Right now, the only name that has been indicated that he is coming for an official visit is California by way of Germany defensive tackle Hiro Kanu. He's having a great senior year, really putting impressive tape on, looking like just a physical powerful athletic nose guard defensive tackle in the middle of a defense. So if McClellan was to choose UF or, or Bama or Ohio State, um, Cano would move to the top of the list for OU in terms of f- filling that that key, the key spots in the interior of the OU defensive line. The interesting thing I guess would be if McClellan was to choose OU and Canu was also very much interested in choosing OU. Could OU take both? To me, when athletic defensive linemen, um, you you kind of take those guys whenever you can get your hands on them. You don't worry about shuffling. Pros- don't worry about scholarships. Just you know, there are only so many. There's a finite population of six foot four, or six foot five, two hundred and ninety guys that can really move. It's a, if two of them are interested, you take two. You don't even think about it. So that's really the, the update for October, the October news that we have. We don't have anything in terms of Kenyatta Jackson Jr. Uh, scheduling a visit yet. That could appear. And we don't have any other official visitors announced yet. I imagine we'll see some more unofficial traffic for those two days those two uh, visit weekends. We won't know that until much closer to the to the time period. Um, I'm gonna plan on doing a next update after the Texas Tech weekend and after Gentry Williams commitment presentation. So hopefully you'll be hearing me talk about the commitments from uh, Gabe uh, Dindy Brownlow and Gentry Williams, two uh, OU, two players. It feels like I've been tracking for about uh, for Gentry Williams at, at least two years. So that's all the news that's out there right now. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and please enjoy the podcast.